listening to the Art of Fulfillment podcast. We interview the world's most fulfilled people to share with you the strategies, techniques, and ideas that can help you master your own art of fulfillment. Life isn't about external success. It's all about fulfillment. Or in other words, how you feel about yourself when you are by yourself. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Art of Fulfillment podcast. I'm super excited to have today's guest on today. Uh, He's a real, real force. He's really raw. He's really fiery. And I think he's going to have a lot of value to give to you guys. So I'm super excited about our guest today. He is a serial entrepreneur, investor, and international speaker who is the epitome of a zero to hero story. At one point, he was overweight, addicted to drugs, had a drinking problem, and was dead broke. But within a short 24 months, he was able to turn his life around and turn himself into a business owner and real estate investor who has grown multiple successful companies life. He has become a thought leader in business, mindset development, and wealth, with his work being featured by Forbes, Inc. Magazine, the Harvard Business Review, and so much more. And he is also the host of the Wake Up Wealthy podcast, where his goal is to help others accelerate their personal development and master the art of business. So please help me in welcoming Brody Kern to the Art of Fulfillment podcast. Welcome to the show, Brody. Thanks, man. I'm glad to be here. That's a uh, that's a great intro. I really appreciate it. Oh, of course, man. It was easy to write because I just I love your story. I love what you're about, and I just I love your your rawness and your tenacity that you bring on your show and everything like that. And what I love most about your story is that you know you weren't born into necessarily the best situation, right? Like it's not like you kind of grew up and were like, oh, you know, I'm going to be a businessman. I have everything straight on your head. I mean, do you were you were addicted to drugs, overweight, like all that stuff I was saying before. And I love stories that are ter- like that show that people can turn around like that. And, and your story is just the epitome of that. So my question to you is what made you decide to turn your whole life around when you were at rock bottom? Because I think a lot of people in life, they never take that step and they always stay where they're at. But there, there must have been something in you and your story that <laughs> lit you on fire and, and got you going. So what was that? Yeah, man. So, I mean, I, I mean, in. For me, it was desperation and it's like that for many people, you know, and everybody, you know, people love to put a lot of value in my story. And obviously I do as well. It's something that I've leveraged to, you know, build attention and build authority. And it, it, you know, it was super fucking hard, but here's the deal. Everybody's got their shit. Everybody's hard, you know, to, to some, you know, to some people out there, them getting picked on for being fat is just as relevant to them as me being addicted to drugs. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And so it's like everybody has their story. Everybody has their rock bottom, or maybe they haven't hit it yet, but everybody is going to reach that point of desperation. You see, what happened for me is I had reached a point, I was 21 years old, um, you know, and I had been, my life had been slowly declining for about a year. And I I was really, uh, I was starting to end up in the hospital a lot. And ultimately I ended up ending up in the hospital three days in a row. And, you know, on the third day, it was very, you know, I was stubborn the first two days. And on on the third day, it was very clear that I was going to die. And I was, I was, uh, I was ready to not live the life that I was living. And because of that, I, you know, with the help of my parents, checked myself into a uh, drug and alcohol treatment facility. And from there started to uh, just started to gain some clarity. I had no idea that I would be speaking, building businesses, helping individuals. I was just taking it one minute at a time, man, just trying not to drink Mm -hmm. right now. 
Mm-hmm. That's awesome, man. No, that, that's really great. I mean, and it reminds me of the quote that Tony Robbins says where he's like, sometimes we, what we need in life is either inspiration or desperation. And at that point, you know, it took your that desperation and that moment of, you know, flirting with death to really pull you out of there. And I think that's just absolutely amazing. And, you know, I think it's a cool message that you related to that everyone's going through hard stuff. Everyone has their own rock bottom. It's different for everyone. Life is hard, man. It goes through different things. And I think you and I can agree. And I know you talk about this in your podcast a lot is that one thing that'll help you get out of there is to upgrade your belief systems in life. And you even say that's an important part in running a business and being wealthy in life. So what is the process like of upgrading your belief systems if someone wants to do so? Yeah, that's, you know, that's a super good question. And and really let's break down what I mean for everyone and what you mean when you talk about upgrading your belief system. Because the first problem is that most people don't really understand what their belief system is. They lack clarity Mm -hmm. around how they think and why they think that way. You know, we are so, we're conditioned from childhood on, you know, I had, I, I had parents who were, you know, did their best. They were great. I had, I had one one parent who was an alcoholic and one parent who was phenomenal, but also in a very poor mindset. My parents had me when they were 17 years old and, you know, they just, we all essentially grew up together and, you know, so, and I grew up in the Midwest. So I Hmm. was, I, I was conditioned in this very low ambition mindset, go to school, get a job. That's the path you're supposed to take. And whenever my addiction started to deviate me from that path, I was convinced that I was a fucking loser and that I was never going to make it and that all of these things, right? I started telling myself stories based on my conditioning, which wasn't even real experiences. It was my parents, their conditioning and their perceived experiences, right? Like mm-hmm. none of it was none of it was real. And in my addiction and getting sober, I started to understand uh, the power of like real life practical experience and mm-hmm. I started to, every single day that I didn't drink, I started to gain a little bit of confidence. And I started to tell myself that I was, that I could do some, some things, you know, and, and I I got into business uh, because I had no other option. Nobody, nobody wanted to hire me, dude. I was a college dropout. Uh, I, I had a job at a pizza place. They would hire me, but like I was college dropout. I had, you know, I was always super, I was never really, I had lied to myself a ton in my life, but I was never really a liar. Like I was like, yeah, I just got out of rehab, dropped out of college. And it's like, well, like, why the (laughs) fuck would we hire you? You know? And, uh, so I, you know, I got into business because they're into real estate because there was a low barrier to entry. But mm. I, in order to do so, I had to first t- make myself believe that I was enough to do that. Because as young, ambitious men or women, like people who want to, you know, scale their their life and their businesses or their incomes, uh, the biggest thing that everyone struggles with is that feeling of not being enough, mm-hmm. right? Someone's in a job and they want to leave. They have to really believe that they can go out and create something enough to put everything on the line, right? Mm-hmm. And in order to do so, you have to upgrade the belief system so fucking high that you have the confidence to do that. It's a confidence game. And the way that you do that, the biggest thing is like I actually posted about this today. Like you see shit all the time. Like listen to yourself, follow your heart. Like fuck <laughs> that shit, dude. You know right. what I mean? Like, do not do not listen to yourself because your brain is not your friend. Your brain is going to tell you that you're not enough, right? That if you leave your job, shit may not work out, right? That people aren't going to line up to pay you or to follow you or that you can't do this. You can't get that girl. You can't get that job. You can't build that business. Whatever it is, your brain is going to tell you some fucked up shit. 
And mm-hmm. so how do you upgrade your belief system? I talk about this all the time because my audience fucking loves it. I said it one time and I didn't know that it was going to be this whole fucking thing. But like how you do this is by talking to yourself more than you listen to yourself. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So is that process like, do you like, are you literally saying this out loud, putting your head? Or are you like writing shit down in a journal? Like everything, dude everything every second your brain gives you an anxious or a negative thought you counteract it with the right one you journal on it you fucking write them over and over you literally and and what it comes down to is in order to do this you have to be very very present in the moment Mm -hmm. because you have to be able to catch yourself and not give emotional attention to the negative thoughts or the anxious thoughts and you have to be able to replace them and pound them it's all it's all energy right and in order to do that you have to be present but you know, it, it's not going to work at first, dude. Like, it's not mm-hmm. going to work at first. You're going to have to pound it into your subconscious. But here's the deal, dude. I started doing this shit. In a, you watch me do it for a month, you're not going to notice a difference. You're going to watch me do it for three months. You're going to be like, wow, something's up with that guy. In one year, you're going to look at me and not know what's happening. In three years, you're going to say, how the fuck did he do that? And buy tickets to my events. And in five years, in five years... You'll simply be telling people that you knew me. That's oh, how this shit goes. Love that. I love that, man. I love that. And you only, I love how you illustrate that where you're saying that one month is not going to get you there. Three months might get you there. But then you keep building it on because it's all about fucking consistency, man. Like you do like, you know, it's just like you work out once. It's not like you're fit for life. You got to do it every single day. And a question yeah. that I get a lot, and I'm not sure if you get this a lot, but it's like, man, I just want to start this fucking habit of like, you know, upgrading my belief system every day. I want to write down the journal, but it's like you get the, oh man, it's just so hard to implement a habit. So how does someone and, and you know, the clients that you work with and everything like that, like how have you seen or are you implemented in your life a way to stay consistent every single day with, with habits that are going to propel you to where the fuck you want to be in your wealth and your business or, or your life in general? Dude, the thing about staying consistent is like you have to make a fucking commitment to just do the things that you say you're going to do. And then you also have to make a commitment to not fucking lie. Not fucking mm-hmm. lie. Like, if you do those two things, you'll be the most consistent motherfucker on the planet. But, like, if you – it's all the way down to the small things, right? If you say that you're going to do something like – just no matter what, do this shit that you say you're going to do to yourself, right? And then don't ever fucking lie to justify it to yourself. Like, when you ask someone – you know, someone's, like – trying to stick to a fitness regimen and you're like did you do this and then then comes in the story they're like well this week was interesting you know like some fucking shit came up and you're like no (laughs) fuck that like like dude this year in training for this race and i'm sure you've experienced it training for years like Dude, I've fucking run 20 miles at 5 a.m. I've fucking run 15 miles at 10 p.m. You know what I mean? It's 15 degree weather and in 95 degree weather. Like it because I fucking made a commitment to myself that when I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to motherfucking do it. Hell yeah, man. No, I know the feeling too, especially at times when you're like, it's fucking 5 a.m. You're tired of shit and you're like, man, I don't want to fucking do this. And again, going back to your point, that's the brain coming in and trying to tell you all this shit that's not true. But you got to be like, yeah, okay, I don't fucking feel like it, but I made the commitment and I'm going to fucking do it anyways. And it's like, you know, you never have to listen to your brain listen to the commitments that you made and what you said you're going to fucking do and so on and so forth and everything along that. And I love how you always implement these, um, these different, um, things like in, in all of your life, whether it's running and business and stuff like that. And I kind of like want to touch briefly on your running stuff, like, and, and the endurance journey there, like has suffering like through, because running 20 miles, like 
I don't care who you are. It sucks. Like, I mean, sucks it's dick, fun, but dude. it sucks. But like, sucks how, like what? Really, I don't even it's think it's terrible. fun. Yeah, I know. Like mile like 18, you're like, holy shit, why am I doing this? But, but like, has that taught you anything in terms of handling adversity and being with discomfort and so on and so forth? Because I think for my journey, I think it has, but I'm curious to hear your perspective on it. Yeah, look, dude, I've always been a, you know, moderately fit guy. I've been in the gym a couple of years ago. I took up cycling, you know, I could, hmm. uh, you know, I, I never took it as seriously as I did running. I'm going to go do, I'm going to go do some Ironman after this ultra, but, oh, yeah. uh, but like, you know, I, I've biked 60, 70 miles, you know, nothing, no small feet, not crazy, but it's <laughs> like, uh, it, it, it's, it, I, I knew within a week of when I started running and I've, I've tried to run before in my life. Don't get me wrong. Like if, you know, I've got up to running two, three miles. And, you know, I thought that I was going to run, but like this time, you know, I actually made the commitment and I, I made the commitment internally. Like before I was, you know, I hadn't stepped into this person that I am now yet. The last couple of times that I tried to start running, I didn't, I didn't quite know who I was. I didn't know myself at the level that I do now. And so I knew that I, I knew that I was committing this time. And within mm-hmm. a week, of running, I'm like, this is the shit that's going to take my life to the next level. Not just my body, but my fucking business, my relationship, me as a father. Like, running is the hardest fucking thing out there. Yeah. It's oh, yeah, hard. Man. And like, look, bro, I'm 5'11", 200 pounds. I'm not built to run. I'm not a fucking marathoner. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. But I, I just get, I get out there and I pound pavement and because of that the suffering fucking and it's not even dude it's not like if you're conditioned it's not like if we're rested a fucking 20 mile runs that hard you know but it's the fucking just everyday noise like i've been training for the last eight months and it's like every day i'm like fuck i gotta do this shit again and (laughs) there's no finish line and that's that's dude Sometimes I feel the same way about my business. Sometimes right. I feel the same way about relationships. It's like fucking here we are again. But guess what? It's always this constant growth and this constant adjustment and loving the process because it's mm. never like it, it's not for me. This It's not about this 50 mile ultra I'm running next month. It's about mm-hmm. everything I learned this year and building for the 50 mile ultra. It's not about making six figures. It's about the person that you have to become to make six figures. It's not about making seven figures. It's about becoming the person that ma- that you have to become to make seven figures. Fuck yeah, man. Dude, I totally love that, man. I love, like, enjoy the process instead of, like, the outcome. And the outcome's nice, right? You want outcomes, but at the same time, if you don't love the process, like, what the fuck are you living for, right? Well, here's what I'll tell you. The outcome's never fucking, it's, it's never even rewarding. Like, right. it's like, it's as, I've sc- as I've scaled income goals and these things that I thought I wanted out of my life, materialistic things, income, even fucking internal shit. It's like, dude, like, I just always want more. And part of it's because mm-hmm. I'm an alcoholic, but part of it's ambition, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just, it's never enough. So until you love the fucking grind and the journey and the growth and what you have to do in order to become better, if you don't love that, you're in the wrong place. Yeah, man, dude, I totally agree, man. You're speaking right to my fucking heart because I, I definitely follow the same things and I think about the same things when I'm running or when I'm trying to, like, you know, we were talking before, like, and but I'm loving the process of doing so and learning. And, you know, one of, I think, the the troublesome kind of things with especially my generation and, and, and so on and so forth is there's this notion of that, like, people, like, they're like, I don't know how to find my purpose or like, I don't know how to find my passion or what I'm passionate about. And I know you have like a, a pretty, a pretty good answer to this. So like for the people yeah. who are thinking, they're like, I want to do what I love, but I don't know what the fuck I love. What, what would your advice be to that? 
Well, dude, there's like, like, stop fucking talking about it and start trying shit. You know, mm-hmm. like it's just mental masturbation. Like someone who's like, I want to find what I, <laughs> someone's like, I, I want to find what I love. Well, you actually just want to talk about it. Like mm-hmm. just fucking talk less, do more. Right. Mm-hmm. Because you're not going to know talking about something, theorizing about something. You don't actually fucking know. Like there's been right. plenty of times in my life where I've started on ventures or I pick something up and I've been like, I'm going to fucking love this. This is the one. And then I do it. I'm like, holy shit, I fucking hate this. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. you just, there's no way of knowing until you do. And like the big thing, like especially young individuals, cause I, you know, I, I'm about to be 26. Right. Mm-hmm. So I know a lot of my peers who I just, I fucking got smacked in the face by life at 21. So I got a much earlier start than all of my boys who like finished college and shit and like, mm-hmm. you know, fucked around in the, in the corporate world. But it's like, they're all just now coming to these things of like, wow, like, what do I do? And I'm like, well, you just fucking number one, do a shit loads of self-development, more self-development than you've ever done anything in your life. And two, mm-hmm. just try more shit, like think less stop thinking the brain will overthink a it'll think you into a hole dude and so it's like just go out there and i've always been one thing that has really benefited me in my life and in my career is i i'm a simple guy like one of my business partners he uh he likes to think a lot and so like we have this really good yin and yang situation where it's like He'll, he'll, I'll bring an idea to him, tell him to do it. And he'll fucking like have a meltdown. And I'm like, bro, like <laughs> chill the fuck out. Just break it all. The, just do exactly what I said. Right. And, and when you look at it, it's it, like, if I, I thought about putting out this book for a while, let me put it into perspective. I thought about putting out this book for a while and I was just going to give it away. Right. It was going to be like a free mm. plus shipping model. So I could, I could cover costs. We would buy a bunch of copies and it was just going to be like a hundred pages that just said, just fucking do. Mm. And like people would be so frustrated when they got the book, they would get it. And they'd be like, ah, like, what the <laughs> and, uh, but then when you break it down, when you're like, what if I just did that? Like people will come to me, like, especially younger guys in our lower level programs that are trying to get started. They'll be like, you know, I want to do this, but all of this stuff. And I'm like, what if just none of that stuff mattered and you just fucking did it? Mm. Yeah, dude, I totally agree, man. And and one thing that someone told me, and it just haunts me ever since ever ever since I heard it, was that action is the cure all to everything. You're overthinking, take fucking action. You're stressed out, take fucking action. You're scared, take fucking action, man. It just all just goes away. And action is like literally one of the most important things. Of course, one of the pushbacks that I get all the time from that is like saying like, oh man, I'm afraid to fail. And I'm sure as someone who's been in who's in business and who's in real estate and so on and so forth, like I'm sure you've experienced some failures in life. So how do we reframe failure in a way that's going to say fuck it i'm going to take the action anyways and not give a fuck whether or not i fail at this thing i'm going to keep going so how do we essentially reframe failure in order to allow people to take that action oriented mindset look dude all i do is fail and there's two (laughs) when it comes to failure there's two mindsets uh around it there's a fixed mindset and there's Mm -hmm. a growth mindset and they've done they've done studies on parents and children who have these mindsets and then the trajectory of their lives okay and so a fixed mindset is someone who is very tied to the outcome this is the child in school who is if they don't do perfect on the test they their self-worth is attached to that right and those people go on to do okay but they they never excel they never pu- they never push outside of their comfort zone they only do what they know they're capable of doing which means that they mm-hmm. never get better yep. right 
And then so you've got people in the growth mindset who they attach their self-worth to their ability to fail. And it's really interesting to watch happen in children and these studies that I've read is, you know, it's it, it's the child who fails on something and literally reframes it as an opportunity to not fail the next time. Mm, interesting. And they learn from something too. And then they try not to make that same mistake again, right? Exactly, exactly. But if you get caught up on the failure itself, you'll never try again because you right. can't bear you can't bear the pain. Exactly, exactly. And you're willing to grow and try new things when you have this growth mindset. And to adopt a growth mindset, is it the same kind of process like you said before with upgrading your belief system? I mean, it sounds pretty similar, right? Same same well, kind of process. Me, for for when I whenever a growth mindset started to take hold within myself, uh, there were a couple big realizations that I had. Mm. Um, one was that I was not that important. Like it, I used to care a lot about what people thought and people were watching, and I was always this guy who was. Uh, you know, people saw me get so go to rehab, fuck up, go to rehab, drop out of college, all this shit. I was like, people are watching. And like, I found out real quick, nobody gave a fuck what happened to me. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So the fact that I'm not that important was a big realization. Then, so if I failed, like nobody's watching, it doesn't fucking matter. And then the second one was that I don't have, nothing matters. Right. And take this with a grain of salt. It's like a very radical thought. Right. But right. when I say n- nothing matters, it's like, it's like, okay. So if you were to quit your job today, try to start a business, lose all your money, fucking lose, like, I don't know if you live in an apartment or a house, lose your place of living, uh, lose your car, you're totally fucked, right? <laughs> yep. Right? Uh, do you think that you kill yourself? No. Probably no. not. Probably no. not, right? So, so, some do, and suicide's a whole nother topic, right? right? right. But, yeah. but listen- you probably don't. You'll sulk for five, six months, maybe be at your parents' house, friend's house, at some shitty job. But it's like if the next logical step is to pick back up and try again, then why not just do that now, right? If you mm-hmm. know that I, – like I know and I, I know this because I've done it. Like you could lose fucking everything going tons – of like everything can hit the fan. The only option is to fucking try again. So if you move forward with just knowing that, that level of fearlessness, and you start to build that trust with yourself, then you're in fucking great shape, man. Hell yeah, man. And and I know that you speak from experience too, because I, I remember you saying that you had a bunch of money, you had a successful like, you know, income, everything, and all of a sudden, boom, you fucking lost it all, but then you recouped it back and everything like that. So I think it's a fucking awesome illustration that what you're saying is, you know, you've fucking been there. Like you, you, you walk it, you, and you, and you're talking at the same time, which I think is awesome. And so I love your advice too, like that kind of builds on that when you're saying like uh, the shiny object syndrome, where, you know, some people want to be, they want to go out and they want to be influencers or they want to like go out and have a message and stuff. But what's the difference between that and what you think people should be doing instead <laughs> of trying to chase that shiny object because I fucking love the podcast episode that you had about this. And I think it's really valuable to this conversation for sure. Yeah, dude. I mean, shiny object syndrome, it's something that's just fucking, it drives me nuts right now because (laughs) I had, I had, you know, built some income for myself before I got on social media. I got on social media because I had a hunch that it was something that I wanted to do. And really, uh, as an alcoholic, I'm attracted to anything that pulls me outside of myself, and that includes mm-hmm. helping other individuals. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I got on social media for that reason, but I didn't get on social media because I wanted to be famous. I didn't build a podcast because I wanted to be the next podcaster. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like all of these things were byproducts of a core mission that was drive my mindset 
to a lot of people who I believe need to hear it. And really, it was just wanting to be part of a global conversation, right? People are building – people are – you know, young guys are wanting to start podcasts or grow a personal brand because it's the sexy thing to do, not because mm-hmm. they have anything to say. Right. I felt that I had something to say. I had the audacity to do it because I've been through some stuff, bro. For a 25-year-old, mm-hmm. I've been through a lot of fucking shit. I got married young. I had a kid young. I've been sober for years. I've fucking done more. I've been through more drug and alcohol, self-induced pain than people will know what to fucking ever do with. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I know that other people go through it because I've seen it. I've talked to them. I've talked to hundreds of people who have been through it. And it's like, there's a message that needs to be said. And because of that, I grew these things. You don't, you don't like, you have to understand podcast, personal brand, social media. They're, they're, they're like vehicles to transfer the message. And they're not even the vehicles. They're like, they're like the fucking roads, the train Mm -hmm. tracks. Right. They're not the thing. Mm-hmm. Like all these guys are like, I want to I want to do the thing. But they're just like they're like, I want to own a train, but they're just buying fucking train tracks. Right. Right. You know? Like they're, exactly. just, they're, they're, they're totally confused about where their energy and money should be spent. And the thing is, too, like and, you know, there's plenty of people who older but guys much older than me who would probably come in and be like, uh, Brody, like, why the fuck are you talking about shit? You're 25 years old. You don't know shit. And like, you know what? Maybe they're right. Right. And maybe like me talking shit on the fucking 18 year old who's like, don't fucking talk about self-development because you're fucking, you know, still like eating your mom's Wheaties and shit. Like, I, I don't know. Like, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. You know, but it's it, it's like. You, there's only one way to, t- to know, and it's by doing it. And don't do anything that isn't purposeful. Don't do anything mm. that isn't purposeful. So, like, if you're starting a podcast or if you're building a personal brand or if you want to get into something, make sure that there's a fucking reason to it. And sometimes, dude, it's okay. It's okay for the reason to be to make some money. Like, right. you don't have to. And then this is what I want to, you know, I want to transition this into because we were talking about it is like, you don't need to know like what your life's work is going to be at 19 or at 21 or at 30. Right. You don't you don't need to know. You just right. need to be trying things over and over and over until you find it. Fuck yeah, man. Dude, I totally resonate with that with like fully cuz like with this podcast too, like this is this is why I built it. It's it's the meaningful purpose that I had behind it cuz you know, like I've been through some shit too and I just wanted to help like, you know, get people obviously smarter than me on this podcast, more experienced such as yourself, you know, to help share themselves, like their stories and everything like that and really see, you know, what the, what, you know, creating a purposeful life is about. And it's, you know, I have fallen into the trap too. I will, you know, have some humility and say like, you know, there was like that, that aura of the envy of the, uh, the fame and the glitz and the glamour, but I always remind myself, right. You know, like do this for a fucking purpose, not for the fame. Well, and the thing is, we're all guilty of it. We're all guilty. Mm -hmm. I'll find myself looking at fucking vanity metrics when I actually know that deep down, I don't give a fuck how many people like my (laughs) shit. You know what I mean? But like, like social media is so good at pulling you into that trap. And, you know, here's the flip side of all this is everybody deserves to have an expression of themselves. So Mm -hmm. social media was meant to be an extension of the human, right? Mm. But don't do it, and I hate the word authentic because it's a buzzword, but don't do it inauthentically. So mm. I don't care if you wanna fucking get on social media and talk about 
anything like you fucking the color red touching your dick like i don't i don't care what you talk about just make sure that like that's what's going on internally don't get on and fucking lie right exactly and it, and it there's it's a problem nowadays too with a lot of influencers who are like flashing like a rented lamborghini or something and it's like in reality they really don't have anything in their bank account and they're just like going for likes and fucking all this shit and it's it's Dude. crazy man yeah, I don't flash Lamborghinis and pe- people like me way more than they like fucking Jet Set Fly. That's the you know truth. What I mean? That is the truth, man. Yeah, because, dude, you're so fucking authentic and raw and vulnerable and real. And, like, when you talk, like, it's like, dude, this guy's been through the shit. Like, he knows what he's talking about. He implemented this in his life. And, like, this is the guy that I want to listen to. And one space that I think you're awesome with that, like, you know, and we're coming to the tail end of the podcast, but I want to fit in this one question, too, before, is that, you know, you're really good on the advice in the space of wealth and the space of money and everything like this. So in this show, you know, The Art of Fulfillment, one of the things that we say is, like, you know, money is not the only thing that is going to leave you fulfilled in life however i think it's very important that everybody have a financial literacy and they want to build wealth for themselves so how do we reframe money in a way that's going to be like hey yeah this is something fulfilling to me because i think some people have the mindset of you know ah, fuck money i don't really need it like whatever but i mean i think you and i agree it's important so how do we reframe it in a way that builds fulfillment Yeah, listen, you got to find out what it means to you. And every young guy, you know, I understand that this is a necessity. Every young guy has to go through uh, that period of chasing money. I mean, dude, I I went through it. I made money. I bought a Rolex when I couldn't afford it. I have a bunch of nice shoes. I spend Mm -hmm. a shit. I should have way more money. I'll tell you that. I should have a lot more money. But -hmm. guess what? I needed to go through that. I needed to go through that materialism and I don't, maybe not everyone does if they like came up in a fucking kick-ass situation and like their parents like really conditioned them the right way. I don't know. But for me, I had to go through that. But what I found is at the end of the tunnel, like we were saying earlier, the outcome is you're always just going to want another outcome that's fucking mm-hmm. 5X that, you know, the fucking Rolex won't be enough. Then you want a fucking Audemars. Then you mm-hmm. want a fucking fucking hundred thousand dollar watch, you know, like the fucking Mercedes isn't enough because then you're going to want the Maserati and then you're going to want the Ferrari. Like it's like, dude, in money is this toxic thing, but it's also this thing that is a huge fucking requirement. And it's also this thing like once you start to see money for what it is and you detach emotion from it, it's good. Like. Dude, I, I don't like making money because I have this desire to be rich and fucking – I do have a desire to be super rich. Let me get that right. clear. But uh, it, it's not – like it goes deeper than that. It's the achievement mm-hmm. that comes behind it. It's becoming the person that it takes to become super fucking rich. You know what I mean? Like in in a, in a way where you do it with integrity, right? The right. person to build a fucking business with integrity and get filthy fucking rich – it's not even that that matters. It's the person that you have to become to achieve that. That's right. what matters. And that's where the fulfillment comes. And like, if you think that money is going to solve your fucking problems, it won't. Yes, it, exactly. It won't, dude. Like, I fucking, like, it will not solve your relationship problems. Like, my wife is the most amazing chick on the planet. We've had trouble poor. We've had trouble with a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Like, we didn't fucking fix the issue by worrying more about money it was by focusing on the relationship like you're not going to fix your body by making more money you're not going to fix your spirituality by making more money like to fix the fucking thing you have to work on the thing right exactly exactly man i love that so much too and and i think the 
the point that you made there was a great thing to end on where you were like, it's all about the person that you become in the process. Because in order to become rich, you got to upgrade your mindset. You got to build better fucking habits. You got to have a better attitude about life, build relationships. All that shit goes into becoming rich. And it's about the person that you are as opposed to the money that you get. And Brody, dude, I could fucking speak to you for literally like five, six hours. But I know that our time is short here. So we're going to have to unfortunately end this. And before I ask my last brief question here, where can our listeners find you if they want to explore more of your world? Uh, what's your podcast called and where can they listen to it? Because dude, like, man, I hope my listeners are as fired up as I fucking am after that amazing conversation. So where can they find you if they want to explore more of your world? Yeah, the hub for everything's on Instagram at Brody Kern, B-R-O-D-I-E-K-E-R-N. Uh, just click the link in my bio. It's all there. The podcast is the Wake Up Wealthy podcast. It's something I'm really trying to grow right now. It's a medium that I have. Uh, I just recently fell in love with. And uh, I mean, it's on, I just put it on Spotify. It's on SoundCloud. It's on Apple. I think it's on all the shit. If it's not, tell me and I'll get it on there. Uh, but yeah, dude, hit me up on Instagram. I'm super accessible. Maybe it might not be that day, maybe a couple days or whatever, but I, I, get, I get back to everyone. Uh, I just, I love to be, hear about what's going on with other people. I'm a super fucking extra extrovert and I love, I love the minds. I'm not, a, I'm not an entrepreneur. I'm not an entrepreneurship guy. You know, we didn't, I am an entrepreneur, but I'm not an entrepreneurship guy. Like I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm a mindset and personal development guy. That's where my passion lies. I like talking about business. I like talking about sales. I like talking about marketing, but really none of that shit even comes close to me. Like talking about someone's problems and how to fix them. Fuck yeah, man. And dude, you rock it. I mean, dude, like your passion and your authenticity, man, is just absolutely amazing. And I think it just makes everything special. So I encourage all you guys to follow Brody and see in his journey. So Brody, uh, for my last question briefly here, and you already answered this a little bit, but just in a little nutshell, what does fulfillment mean to you and what fulfills you in life? Uh, the constant purpose of my life is this dichotomy between expansion and then the, the need to not expand. So, uh, you know, I am constantly trying to push the envelope as a father, as a husband, as a businessman, as a spiritual person uh, in my body, in my mindset. Uh, and then at the same time, I'm constantly trying to show gratitude and be totally content with what I have in the present moment. Mm. And that combination allows me to live a pretty fucking rad life. God, that is, that is awesome, man. That is fucking awesome. Brody, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, dude. Glad to be here. Awesome. Awesome guys. Well, dare I say that was probably one of my favorite conversations we've had so far. So thank you so much for listening. I, I encourage you guys to explore this guy's world. He will upgrade your fucking mindset beyond belief and will lead you to the path of fulfillment. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week.